Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome. We here at Curious Chimps are law-abiding citizens. We do not endorse anything illegal. And anything we discuss is for entertainment and not information purposes. We are not experts, and nor do we claim to be. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, read the label, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chips. We're all wrapping up. Yes, sir. The tradition is, is it's continuing. Three yeah. weeks in a row, man. Three for three. <sighs> man, today was a good one. Today was soft but strong. I don't remember what I said. Like peaceful but sturdy. Yeah, peaceful but sturdy. There were police. <laughs> we weren't doing anything illegal. You reminded me. <laughs> but it was still like impressive for me to just be like, okay, the the cops are there. It's fine. They drove by at some point when you were. Oh, they came back when yeah. you were setting up your pipe. Oh, I saw. Yeah. How did you see? I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you just got. I opened my at the perfect time. They were driving by. I'm like, mm, okay. I remember bef- right before you were gonna blast me. You're like, okay, like you said something like, uh, forget about the five <laughs> <laughs> And I just wanted to laugh, but I was like, it's like, fuck, man. It's like saying, don't think of a pink elephant, and it's like the first thing that comes to your mind. So the rapé, we spoke about it last podcast, but just a little reminder. It's Amazonian tobacco. It's very sacred to them. It's found in Brazil, Peru, anywhere in South America. A lot of tribes use it. It's pretty much um, the tobacco is the main ingredient with ashes of different plants and herbs, usually cinnamon. This one, I think it had crushed up snail shells, which is weird. That's just concerning. Yeah. But <laughs> but so <laughs> this one burns more than usual. It had quite a bit of a burn. Yeah. And it hit um, me later. Like my nose burns a little now. Yeah, my throat was burning, man, but it came out, you saw. Yeah. All of it in one shot. So for this you you shoot it up the nostril, one on each side. And I did you today yeah, for the first time. First time, man. It was it was <laughs> really nice to get out of doing it to myself a little bit sadistic. Which, which I I'm always, I'm, I don't know if I'll ever get over that. Maybe the first time I do it to myself, I'll be like, okay, that was slightly less bad than I thought. But but to see you just like, <laughs> into your own nose. Oh boy. And what it does is it, well, it grounds you, brings you back to baseline. You yeah. know, if you have your mind's clouded with thoughts, anxiety, stress, whatever, it puts you right back into what matters. The presence of that moment, you know, and it really just centers you. Yeah, there's no I've better never way to had anyone it. describe anything like that. Hmm. It's like, um, it's like a um, fuck. I'm trying to compare it to stuff, but it's like there's something like cocainey about it. Hmm. But it it it's so fleeting. So there's like this spiking moment, and then there's just like little kind of spikes after. But it's kind of this mood is presented to you, and you're like, huh, I'm in this mood now. Like it's not even a choice. You're just centered. You're just bonk you know like <laughs> it's funny because uh, I wanted to get into it last podcast but it's a good segue my one of my people I've gave it to uh, she was an ex-addict mm. and so she told me it was like when I when I gave it to her in my mind I was a little bit concerned if mm. this would be a substance that something she may latch on to which was not the case which is beautiful but there was like a little concern but I also trusted 
the the medicine that it wouldn't be that and it isn't that so that's nice but when i gave it to her for the first time like when she came down back to normal she's like and you mentioned it too it's like the anti-drug mm-hmm. and the way she said it was so beautifully put is that all her years when she was addicted to whatever she did we didn't get too deep into that it was that that hides you from yourself it's the last thing those kind of drugs will do is bring you to yourself whereas mm. this it, it all it does is bring you to yourself it's like the opposite yeah and you kind of have to mine when it's like weed or coke or something coke's not even a good example even but alcohol like, it's like they can show you sides of you but they're they dull you they dull like the they turn stuff off it's easier to get away from what you don't want to focus on mm, it's, it's co- so accessible too i mean like i was talking about it before like i'm a little i've, I've dabbled with weed and it's gotten out of control sometimes mm. and you can't do that with rapé no i mean like I, I mentioned it to you earlier that i was doing it more than i should but even then it wasn't that much you're testing your new stuff and i yeah. i understand like i'm the way you talked about it it's like I, you quelled my worries really quickly yeah it's just, it just like, nah, it's i got a shipment of four i'm like you know what i just want to get through these four as fast as i can so i know them i'm familiar mm-hmm. and then i can just not delay it for because i'm very impatient that's what it comes down to <laughs> yeah, but you're you're impatient but you're disciplined yeah so that's a good mix and mm-hmm. uh, in this context it's nice for you to know what you're administering to me to yourself you know like if you blow something up your nose and then you're vomiting for three hours you're like maybe i won't use this one on sammy <laughs> 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 this is a little personal stash yeah i mean like the the original two that i had the there was the feminine one and the masculine one the masculine you tried that one last week and you can tell that one's more of a purge and just like a punch in the face it kind of really, feeling. Yeah. That spike I just talked about, man, that's a strong, long, it plateaus. Like it spikes and stays there for a bit. And you're like, wow. In contrast to the one the week before that was like much more, well, we're, we're using these words like feminine and masculine. It's, 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 it's definitely like more motherly and softer and Warm. like takes your hand and like brings you up to the thing. Whereas the, the fatherly one kind of like pushed you into the lake and you, you figured out how to swim. Yeah. It's but you're more you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's there in case it's like tough love. Yeah. But, you know, so in contrast, both work in just different people, different scenarios in, in, in like conjunction. Also, they work very well, like parents, literally, like it, it was nice to have one in the other. And I don't think the the order would have mattered. It was just cool to like feel one and then feel the other. And yeah. I would have I would have wanted the other one like the first one would have left me wanting the second one a little bit you yeah. know like just I need I need I got the harder touch I need the softer touch or vice versa okay really for me for giving it to people like for you it's I you've been through it already you know the process but for like someone who's brand new which actually happened last Friday I administered rapé and I did a DMT ceremony with a, a few, uh, two people well one of them partake the other one was more of an observer and he was the observer was only smoked one spliff in his life very mm. a lot of anxiety very uh, you know he's a young kid but most of us just have those things that just grow up grow inside you and it just builds up so he's very anxious but watching his friend taking the rap and then eventually the dmt he was curious like what does the rap do i told him look i'll give you a very small welcoming dose like like don't even have to stress about the the, the size of it like it's going to be very light the, the blow is going to be extremely soft just to see how this reacts to you i'm sorry i'm laughing i just realized like you could say that shit to anybody <laughs> and do whatever you could you could just do what you want because yeah. it's their first time so yeah. you could be like hey this is going to be like an easy dose and then you just blast a fucking ton up their nose and they're like 
okay, that was an easy dose. Like, yeah. What's it's a like, hard dose? <laughs> you know, this actually will tie in nicely to our topic today of integration. This is more of the homework and trusting your facilitator, right? Like this. Yeah, so he, yeah that's part of it. Yeah. yeah so he gave me a, a lot of trust and I made sure to lay out the foundation in front of him that he doesn't have those things to worry about. Is it too strong? Is, is, he, is it small for him, for big for me? So I showed him what I would take, like with my hand, mm -hmm. and I showed him, I poured for what him, and he's like, okay, it's perfect. Yeah, you, 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 know? you just, you, you went down the ladder like visually for him. Yeah, it's big. I mean, for me, it was big, like I, I said it on the podcast, but like you going and then me feeling like I kind of like actually wanted to be part of it. And then also, even if you hadn't have gone or, or whatnot, like, there were like 20 people who went before me the confidence the way they're doing everything plus it's the 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 whole ceremony i'm i'm the more time passes the more i'm trusting these people the more mm. i'm realizing they really know what they're doing and i have a foot into this world i know i, I like how i think about like what what are we respecting here what are we cultivating what are the energies of the situation and i can see so many times that they're respecting that in ways that I that I was hoping for expecting for a bunch of ways that I wasn't expecting or even like aware of so it it, it goes a very long way especially like in any time you try something new there needs to be maybe this little appeal to authority which usually is referencing a fallacious argument and you don't want to do that but humans need each other we need to trust yeah. we need to we need our hand held sometimes you know like the we're all big kids and there's parts of us that can just feel like a child you can even exploit that and it's called it's called regression it's like a psychological term or like a hypnosis term you can make someone kind of feel like a kid again hmm. sometimes in a simple way like asking them to draw something and then just like patronizing them just being like yeah it's really good oh yeah i see what you do it's good color and like and they, they feel like like they're being propped up like by a parent and then suddenly they're they're acting very differently because they're in this like kind of nice. kid mode that's that's huge so yeah so when i gave it to him the light dose, everything, mm. what he got out of it, it was, he realized it was very light and he can handle more, which I really liked that point he made. He, he could handle more. He's like, oh, okay. But he, his anxiety just flooded away. It was gone. For that moment, it may, probably, probably came back, but at least now he has a reference point in his mind to, to go back to his thinking. Mm. Instead of being absorbed by his anxiety and thinking that's his identity and that's who he is, he can actually he was separated from it so he can reference back to that and try to cultivate that now it's something that's happening to him now it's now he feels what it's like to not be in that state and like oh shit i can get out of this okay how do i do this and then i'm gonna i'm gonna follow up with him to see how he's doing i haven't yet but yeah. i can imagine maybe this opened up a doorway he started to meditate or something just focus back inwards even just that hope that you were talking about like oh i can hmm. be in a different state like uh, i've been it's not often in my life but i can say i've had some anxiety and depression moments like deep ones really like months of like uselessness or or panic attacks like i've i've recently dipped my foot in some fun dark side stuff and uh it's i didn't even put two and two together with rap like it, it can just take you out of that even if it's momentary it's this huge fountain of hope to be like oh yeah like I'm a th I'm a guy going through things. I'm not the things. Yes. So, you know, that, that realization is huge. Right? Yeah. Because Rappi so can just fucking pop, <laughs> kick you into it. But that's it. So, <laughs> you set these walls and and limits for yourself, and the Rappi kind of just could gently break them or <laughs> could fucking destroy them in one shot. So mm -hmm. for for my for as a facilitator giving 
rapid to this individual where the trust is just building mm. it's very important to respect that like i could have blasted him off and maybe it's going to go well or maybe it's going to go horrible because his resistance is so strong and he really fear-based so that's yeah. huge too is like when you're going into something he's a great example of what we want to talk about today it's like when you're going into something and you're not certain mm-hmm. you can go the hundred percent head first into the water or you can dip your toes me personally i go head first but that's me personally but i respect you, were you always like that though because always from I the start man like integration is maybe bypassed a little bit you know because like a lot of the resistance pops up over time so when you're doing something like ayahuasca and you have like days or like in one in one ceremony like a few hours maybe six hours maybe who knows what it's like different every time then there's a lot of opportunities to explore yourself and that's part of it Mm. but that's the opportunities for the resistance to come and definitely afterwards there's like kind of choices to make and you're back in the real so to speak and and then it's more up to you and all that stuff. But with Rappi, it's like it, it comes and goes so quick. But but something like you you linger, yeah. and then you're like, huh? Like, I mean, you know, I know we're repeating ourselves a lot, but it is like this anti-drug or this anti-like fluctuating state of of being. So, like, I I was I didn't want to do it today because of of the fact that we're going to record right after but i'd love to like get really high i'd love to smoke a nice fat joint <laughs> or just take a nice bong rip of like some fucking dank fucking <laughs> like indica heavy ass weed and then blast some rapid and see how they fight like it's like putting a humidifier and a dehumidifier in the same room <laughs> i'm curious about that i wish i i wish i was more into marijuana because like I would like to see maybe that could be something that could because for me it's very cerebral every time I smoke and it's just I can't hold it together mentally and just my mind is just too fast I've I've tried everything I've actually the best is the low THC for me like high CBD I was thinking like what if you had a nice sativa like a day buzz kind of thing and then you smoked a little bit but the way you talk about it you're really not comfortable with it yeah. and it's like it seems just like informed you're even kind of like when i'm saying like well what about this what about that and then you go oh maybe if someone's really like like if it's like a false resistance sort of and i want to chip away then they're gonna they're just gonna be like no yeah no 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 no, no. and then i'm like okay this is this you can is, wiggle there yeah, yeah you're at 110 percent. something's going on here you know but for you i'm almost more convinced because you're like yeah you know what maybe and then I go like, oh, fuck, maybe he's right. <laughs> he's like willing to try again, but then it's just going to go the way you I've, think it's going to go. Look, I've smoked in the past quite a bit. I just, it's always that that lingering feeling that I'm not supposed to be doing this. And I can't explain that. Maybe it's just an association. A lot of people just have a feeling, like even to this day, sometimes I'll feel like that's part of the paranoia, the possibility of like, of like different negative emotions. One of them is just kind of like a simple guilt. Hmm. as like, you know, weed is associated to this and that and that may or may not be true it may be like how early you start smoking gives you a certain effect and all this fuck it like it's very complicated it's a person-to-person thing all i can say is like it's all i can say is my own experience and it has nothing to do with your experience because i've been smoking since i was fucking 15 years old i had like two i had three years within those 15 years where i took took off i just didn't smoke for an entire year okay but it was like another extreme like it didn't it cleans you out, obviously. Like you know, the, the withdrawals last uh, a, a week to a month. That's the thing, on. though. The with, withdrawals for weed is real, right? Yeah, that's becoming more common. Thank God. We you used know, to like, think that there was no 
that people can stop at any time, but there is real psychological side effects to... There's physical ones too. Physical I mean, ones, I, yeah. maybe there's just a bunch of other stuff. I don't know enough about it, but just again, personal experience. If I smoke hard, if I smoke a lot, if I smoke regularly, and I suddenly stop, there's going to be, I don't know, let's say two to five days <clears throat> of like irritability, trouble sleeping, hunger, fluctuation, all that stuff stabilizes pretty quick. Okay. But then I... And this is like everyday smoking. I don't know if it applies otherwise, but I, like I was smoking every day and then I stopped and for like a good month, I had night sweats. Really? Yeah. And uh, the other times that I've quit since then, I jump in the sauna. I try to detox like faster. It, it seems to help. I don't know if it just makes me like less sweaty because I'm hot. I'm used to being hot. Like, I don't know exactly what's going on, but it seemed to help. But imagine that people are saying mm. like weed is relatively harmless and compared to other drugs, duh. Oh yeah. But you know. I mean, uh, was that Carl Hart guy who was on uh, Joe Rogan, and he just Talked did a Carl tour? Hart, yeah. yeah, man, he was so fun to talk to listen to because he he seems so down to earth, but he's very intelligent. He's literally a doctor, like you just pointed yeah. out. And he he's like, yeah, man, weed withdrawal is very real, hmm. and it's it's not like people compare apples to oranges all the time. They're talking about heroin, and then he's talking about how it's not that bad, but it's still horrible. If you could just take like it, like he says, it's like the flu. And the flu sucks. It's not great. But if you could just take a drug that, like, makes the symptoms go away, and mm. on top of that you get blasted, yeah, it's it's hard for you to resist that. Mm. And that's just the psychological part. There could be other things going on. Oh, excuse me, rapid burp. <laughs> <laughs> and with weed, again, apples and oranges. Yeah. But there is something there that's just not Did you notice cozy. when... Uh, let's say that year you took off because Rogan talked about this a few times that when he stopped, he did the sober October where they stopped all substance, alcohol, weed mm -hmm. for the month of October. Um, did you, they, one thing he noticed and, and uh, the guys that were doing it as well, that the dreams were very vivid. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Like they, they, I thought at first it was just like a memory thing because you know, I started smoking again. I had like six months off and I started smoking again. It takes like a, it took me like a month to start losing like like what were we just talking about okay like that kind of like even if i'm not high sometimes the next day i'm just like i'm like foggy and it creeps up on you so you don't really notice it until it's too late okay but uh it's i don't remember what we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding that's awesome <laughs> okay you want to dive into uh the whole subject of today all right integration guys yeah. We're not experts in anything, as I was mentioning. Or, well, you're you're pretty up there in martial arts, but that's not going to help us here. Maybe it will. Let's not talk about it. Integration is, in our minds, we're talking about like the effects of, like the positive effects of these plant medicines and how to hold on to them because they are abrupt. They are the pause button. They are the fucking fast forward and rewind button. Like they're, they're weird things that and we're... We're, we're not entirely sure what's going on because they're very messy experiences. Yeah. Some very literally sometimes. And that's why you need that kind of like shaman role. You need someone or a group of people to come in and lift you up with music or to preamble you with a bunch of like expectations and, and not in terms of your experience, but in terms of your control and or lack of control mm. in the situation. And all of that leads to some really cool realizations and they're beyond words. You know, you can, 
I mean, like I've been sitting with my ayahuasca experience for what did we say? Like two months now? It's been about two months. Yeah. And I'm and stuff's coming through now. Mm. Some deep, profound shit. Oh. And I mean everybody's different. I'm I think I'm slow to learn. And it's, you know, everybody like your the inner world is a is a very complex and unique to every individual kind of place. Oh, like yeah. we're we're not gonna go too crazy about <laughs> that. But just just to say like some people take a lot of time some people it's instant some people they get a hug from the right guru and they're enlightened other people take 20 or 200 ayahuasca ceremonies or and, a lifetime yeah and they're not even ready to serve yet or anything like that like it's not their goal or they're yeah. just they don't even know what's going on i think they're it's just a, it's important to eliminate that comparison game in general yeah just everybody's on their own fucking rung of the ladder and the ladder goes up down left right sideways like there's no there's the the, the win is i mean if you want to look at it that way which i think it's not a horrible thing and peterson says it all the time like like he's quoting somebody else too but it just kind of turned into his quote uh but like don't don't play the game of comparison be better than you were yesterday mm. what who were you yesterday one up on that don't nice. seven, ten, a hundred up because you're gonna lose that game. Just one up. And some days you'll minus one, minus two up, you know. But it's it's like you know you were, we were talking about poker the other day, like uh, the uh, the conversation, and it's, you you'll lose. It's inevitable. Yeah. But if you win in the long run, if you plus in the long run, you have a positive ROI, return on investment. It's, it's yeah. your average is is in the positive, and it's so easy to get caught up in focusing on the 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 immediate. Hmm. You know, it's, we talk about being lately. Yeah. But you know, we talk about being present in the moment and all that. And it's like, that's very important, but also understanding that those present moments, the good and the bad combined will lead to a higher, um, a higher achievement if you focus on the path. Right. So it's like like a neutrality. It's like equanimity. It's like, as soon as you pick a black or white side, you're, you're telling a story instead of seeing what's in front of you because it's always... Uh, fluctuating it's always like grayish you know i it's just funny because when i train my clients in personal training i some days they tell me i I come in i feel like shit it's Mm. a shitty workout i feel horrible i'm not even as strong and i say i I use the stock market as an example but it's actually very profound and i show them apple stock you can use any of the successful bigs i know what you're gonna say now yeah (laughs) i love it so i go in the graph i'll show them the 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 one week chart and mm-hmm. it's fucking chaotic. Mm-hmm. You look at the one week, oh, I'm staying away from this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Then I extend it to the one month. It starts, it's still chaotic, but there's a direction. You start saying, okay, it's a little bit higher. Sometimes it's lower. Okay, whatever. I'll extrapolate to one year. It's still sometimes chaotic, but it's most of the part, it's up. And then I'll say, okay, 10 year mark. Mastery, if you want to call it, for uh, for every craft you fucking do. Mm. And I show the 10 year chart and for most companies, don't use this on everything because some aren't successful and that's a reality, but for the successful ones, look at it. The 10 year chart, it almost looks like a straight line. Mm. And that's the fucking point I'm making across is like those moments, you work out shit, your workout's amazing, great. You worked out, that's all that matters. You yeah. fucking showed up. Do that a hundred times, a thousand times, 10,000 times, your, your graph is gonna be up there, you know? Yeah, it's a... Uh it's hard to see that far sometimes Mm. and you don't realize what you're cultivating and i remember i said something like like i realized because i don't i don't get that lesson a lot i'm really like sucked into the moment and not always not very often not in a good way like i'm i'm in my head let's say like uh worrying 
ruminating, like all that kind of shit. But there, I was, I was, I just, it just struck me. I was talking about, because like, I'm making some app with some friends and I realized like we're building something. It takes time and there's a lot of pitfalls and maybe just my personality or how humans work. You, you notice them more than the, the peaks and the, more than the good mo- times, you know? And, and that trend is hard to miss because you do have to zoom out, you know, the, the yeah. metaphor works really well. And then when I told him, I used the words like we're building something and it, it caught his, his ear and he went, y- y- you know what we're doing? And he said, he's like, he walks me through this visual. He goes like, you know, you know, those like tiny little Lego pieces, like the smallest Lego, pe- like the, the flat one. And it's like two so little, the, surf, the base. Yeah. He goes, we're building the empire state building out of that, nice. out of those. Nice. And, and what was, happens from I that? It's like, stable well, as fuck. If you do it right. Yeah. That's some that's some Egyptian pyramids shit. <laughs> but you know what's funny is that reminded me of it's the same thing as the Jordan Peterson. It's just true. It is said in a different way, but it's like something I heard from the boot. Uh, did I say this on the podcast already? But it's like the um, a story of uh like someone asked him what's enlightenment? Like how do you achieve it? What does it look like? Okay. And I'm I'm sure I'm butchering the story, but he <laughs> he described uh an eagle with a scarf in its mouth in its beak and it flies over a mountain and the scarf like gently touches the top of the mountain and he says when that mountain is gone you you'll reach enlightenment that mountain is gone you'll reach enlightenment yeah it's like holy fuck you know it's but it's it's so parallel because it's like this insurmountable thing is actually surmountable it just takes time and wow. maybe the point the Buddha was making, he was also getting into reincarnation, like, like don't worry about it in this lifetime even, you know, so I don't want to visit the Buddha's intentions. But <laughs> <laughs> it's the same idea. It's like you're, you're not, you need, a, you need a smarter guy or a smarter part of yourself to see the blueprint. And yeah, it might change or the circumstances might change. Like if anyone works in construction, they know that feeling of just like... It's never going to end. Yeah, you just got to adapt. Yeah. But... I don't know, man, that's a, that's new for me. And that's a huge part of integration because sometimes you get a big Lego block and you don't know where to put it. Yeah, man. Maybe that's where the analogy continues. Is like <laughs> That's what I had last experience, right? I was, mm. like, I was so fucking lost. And the only mantra I had that kept me going was trust the process. Mm. Trust the process. And when you put trust in the process, you've eliminated all expectation. Mm. It's funny because I totally see the benefit of that more and more as my life continues and yet like we're about to talk about conscious integration you know like that's maybe the overarching theme is like you don't have a lot of control over this there's some very specific moments that you have control over or very specific things in your life and you can kind of use those to gain entry into more and more things like the things the tools you use now to understand bigger concepts those concepts become bigger tools that you can manipulate bigger concepts with. Hmm. And then you start like machining some really specific or very intricate or just very large changes in your life, but you've got to just get there and you, you got to point in that direction. You got to know what you're pointing at. You got to maybe be able, like be willing to have that change. But for the most part, you talked about that. Like when we were on the phone a couple of days ago, you got to, not change the goal as much as you can and not worry about the process mm. just focus on the goal and like it's almost like the subconscious does the rest yeah you have to impose discipline you know it's like you have this dog sled and you're just doing the whip or whatever like the dogs just go they just do what dogs do 
but you got to feed the dogs. You got to make them rest. If one's fighting with the other, you got to move one in the back, put one in the front, all that. You, you're the, the Rogan said it perfectly. It's like, you're, it's like, you're like a Norse God. You're like the Lord of the realm, (laughs) but like, you know, a God that's got its, his hands and everything. What's the point? There's, you know, there's no, there's no fluidity. There's no, there's no beauty and like naturalness to it, but you know, it's it's a dichotomy. I guess we could butt and say the reverse over and over. Like, the, but that, I think you you nailed it with the the dog analogy. Mm. It's like the direction. You set a goal for yourself. You know, I want to be here by then, or I want to do this by then. Mm. If you follow that 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 deadline or that path, you will adapt and change to what what's needed to get there. But if you start resisting and changing, then that's the problem. But if the goal's strong enough, and you're there, you just as you're heading there it's just you're feeding the dog you're doing all the things necessary even though you may in the moment the destination might be fucking kilometers away mm-hmm. hundred whatever just those little steps will get you to that destination even though it won't feel like it in the moment mm. you know and that zooming in and out analogy that i've used it's really it's a great reminder when things get tough in any in all sorts even from my last ayahuasca experience where if you zoomed in on that experience to sum up my experiences it would look like i plummeted <laughs> you know yeah like the stock dipped yeah or like I, it, it went below zero i'm just like oh fuck i'm in the, the decimals now <laughs> but trusting the process if you zoom out it's like oh no this was necessary that's when the smart people buy bro yeah fuck yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> buy that fucking point yeah and then just write it back up but sometimes you're in it you don't fucking think about that you're just you're down in the dumps and you're like fuck it's never gonna get better man i mean if you get into like day trading and shit like the analogy really continue is perfect because you're you're stepping back the more you can step back and see how the emotions are going to play out the more you can put in the money at the right time so to speak and but you're the emotions and you're also the guy stepping back and you're also the money so (laughs) what Any who's it's so integration's cool, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. And maybe let's let's backtrack to first timers. You know, you found out about mushrooms, you found out about ayahuasca or mm. LSD or fucking whatever, and you kinda want to dip your feet into it, but you have no clue what to do. Mm. What's the first steps you should do? It's there's a you know, I remember my time, it was like, I did as much reading as I could. I, I, I read up on it, the proper dosing. Mm. I With all of those things you named? Like, or I don't know. How, no, what, it started with just, cho- I chose mushrooms. Yeah. Mushrooms. Mushrooms and okay, I, I started getting a little bit of an itch. I'm like, what is it? Thank God for Rogan uh, kind of blew my mind when he had guests like Aubrey on, Aubrey Marcus and Graham Hancock. And falling down the Terrence McKenna path where it's just like, he combine the perfect combinations of words to just really remove any stress behind these kind of things. Mm. And it was great advice, you know, but when you want to dive into something like we'll use mushrooms as, a, as an example, because it seems to be like a good doorway to start opening up into this world. Yeah. I mean, like I might suggest someone chemically test their LSD at this point, because there's some weird shit floating around. Mm. A lot of times you're not even getting LSD. Yeah. And it's like a completely different experience. And so coming to a trusted source as well. Like I'll, I'll just end it on like YouTube uh, psyched substances. Hmm. So I think that's what it's called. It's this guy. He's like, he has like a shaved head. He's like a white dude. He's just so intelligent, but he'll talk about like his whole YouTube channel is just like 
how to test drugs, his different experiences. Like he's he's a fucking well, well of information. What's he called? Psyched substances, I think. Psyched substance, something like that. That's You'll find it for sure. He's a he's really. I think his profile pic is like like a sheet of blotters, and it's like Felix the Cat okay. images or something. Nice. I don't remember. He might have changed it, but he'll he'll show you how to test stuff. Like he's an actual cool. scientist. So that can eliminate knowing that that can eliminate your worries in the beginning when you get your substance. And shrooms is like you kind of don't need to worry about that unless you like that's a big point. Visually see mold or something. I don't know. That's a big point because a lot of people first time, me included, but I see it more questions asked towards me. Hmm. Um, like is it laced with something is it this is that like the only psychedelic component well i'm sure there's more but it's psilocybin is the psilocin or psilocin maybe psilocybin is the name of the the magic mushrooms yeah yeah psilocin's the molecule i don't remember yeah (laughs) exactly google it guys see we're we're not experts here (laughs) we might have our ten thousand hours with the with the molecule but you can't write that shit down yeah that's personal i can't tell you what the fruit tastes like so if you have a trusted source, you don't have to worry too much about it because the effect is the, the effect. Mm. You know, you're not going to putting in Windex or something. It's not going to change your psychedelic experience. It might fucking taste Ugh. like shit and do Jesus. something negative. But for the most part, mushrooms, is it is what it is. If you see mold, like you said, back off. I don't know enough on it. Like I, when I learned about how people treat weed, I got really like weed conscious Hmm. about like their different drying and like curing techniques and then they like flavor it with stuff and uh, like for all i know there's some fuckery with shrooms too i don't think so though because you could literally legally buy some like kit online and just grow this shit in your house that's my first mushroom dealer this is years back i went to his house to pick it up he just had a kit going like a fucking bag nobody i didn't go in i was at the entrance and the house stunk like like mushrooms like i'm like and there's like a towel hanging on the door that's wet to keep the moisture in or something i don't even know what he was doing and just it's just like i got like a cloud of mushroom that hit me i'm like well okay this guy is for real and that's a fun smell (laughs) it's not it's not a pleasant one i'll (laughs) tell you that so when you have the mushrooms I guess the best thing to do is to, if you're doing it with friends, make sure you're all in the same mindset, right? You've, you're all kind of mm. curious, open, you know, it's no one's forced into it. No one's just doing it because the other one's doing it. It's hard to say no when like, you know, you might've been like, yeah, let's do it. You know, when you're feeling ready and then like, I don't know, your ex-girlfriend's there or something weird. And you're like, there's, there's like a stomach like resistance and maybe just fight through that if it's just like this fear thing and it's like you know what you might reconnect with that person or you might see them in a new light or they might see you in a new light i don't i don't fucking know a lot of this is trial and error but if it's like in your head and you're just like this seems like a bad idea but you just want to keep going because of like social awkwardness you don't want to back out like just back out back out just there's, there's there'll be other there'll be a million other times drugs are everywhere fellas you know like don't worry about it but also keep in mind focusing on your initial decision to say yes whether it was a month ago you decided i'm going to do this yeah and then that moment before i don't want to do this okay but let's think about why you wanted to do it a month ago versus right before is it just completely fear-based mm-hmm. or is it like you said that actual resistance like this doesn't feel right and it's hard to tell and you got to make a leap of faith sometimes yeah. and that's why informed faith is the best faith it's the be- it'll lead to the best leap you know, like uh, I, you told me that when we went to do the ceremonies, I remember, I remember feeling that resistance come on. You even probably warned me before and then it was, it became real and you had to kind of tell me again. And I was like, oh yeah, like this is my mind playing tricks on me. Like I, I had an intention, I had a reason to try this and it was a little obscure, maybe abstract, but 
you know, a little self-talk and you realize like, hey, I know there's something here. I know that there's positivity here and it's like huge. And a lot of people I respect are getting a lot of benefits out of this. And that might even be part of why I respect them, Hmm. you know? So like there's, I don't know and I just want to try kind of thing. So that's a weird and loose and open intention. And maybe that's the best one for the first times. Maybe integration is something you don't even want to super worry about until you're, you know what's going on. You know the importance of it afterwards. Especially first time because you don't even know what, what's going to happen. Yeah, so that, that first leap of faith might just be really fear-based and really, like, or, or like based in fear. Actually, it's like really like drenched in fear. Like it's unavoidable. But you're that just, can, that can you're be excited. A good, that could be a good integration tool afterwards because just doing that is already a lesson. You know, you've surpassed your, your, your limit. You know, you passed, yeah. you went into the darkness. How much bravery is, for anyone diving into mushroom, any type of psychedelic, there is a level of bravery mm-hmm. that you get. And that, you know, when we do ayahuasca, it's usually we do, um, we say a word before yeah. before we take our first sip. I don't remember which ceremony it was, but it was just, there was a lot of new people. It might've been with yours. I don't remember. But when I took my sip before, I said to bravery because it just felt the group there was just so much courage involved because mm. taking that sip is not easy first time we've all been there right and just yeah. that alone is a great lesson to take home fuck i did it i fucking did it i fought myself i didn't want to and i did it anyway and look what came out of it it's almost, it's almost like yeah i maybe i've been avoiding like it's weird to feel proud i mean i guess you want to be you want to feel proud for the right things there's a couple times one or two and I just tasted it and I went no this is bad where I was like I just kind of dropped the ayahuasca bomb on somebody I was like yo by the way I did ayahuasca and I was like it just felt wrong immediately the first time kind of slipped through and I was like did I need to tell that person and then I kind of went like yeah there's they're one of the people I wanted to kind of bring into the circle but then there was another time where I just kind of like I was like hey by the way like this is my mood right now, you know, like just kind of like being prissy about it. Like, by the way, guys, did ayahuasca? So like back off, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> I don't remember the exact situation, but there's a, there's a line there where it's an achievement though it, there is, there's definitely some bravery there. Like, I mean, like don't, don't break your arm patting yourself on the back, you know, like, yeah. but, but you're part of the ceremony. You're, you're a lot of people, they say like the vine, works through you now mm. you know like you're another thing that can just in improving your life you don't have to preach like hey everybody drink ayahuasca or whatever but like there there is a, you're making a conscious effort to make a conscious change through something that will fuck with you on an unconscious level on many levels mm. maybe fuck with is a little vulgar but like it works with you works on you sometimes on you and not with you but like it bravery Bravery's in there. Anytime you're facing the the unknown and you go in, you know whether it's anytime, psychedelic, yeah. anything. You know when you do that, there's you're adding to that plus one of the bravery bravery category of your of your mind. You All know? of that needs that trust, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. and that needs that initial bravery. Yeah, you, it's hard to trust people. It's hard to jump out of an airplane, but it's harder to. It's 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 like, it's just as hard to jump out of an airplane like strapped to a guy for your first time like you have to trust the guy and he has to trust the guy who packed the parachute or whatever and then like if you're if you're doing it alone eventually you still have to trust the pilot trust the guy who told you it wasn't like thundering outside today or whatever like there's just there's no alone in any of this stuff 
Yeah. Even if you're alone, like doing something in your apartment, you didn't like, did you make the, the chemical yourself? You know, like there is a level of trust that you, you kind of focus out. You just take for granted, right? It goes on forever. Yeah. We can just interesting. Yeah. It's all, it's, it is interesting. I'm kind of realizing this with you right now, you know, like there's just this overarching, like team building that's even that's a, such a simple way to put it but like there's this community dna in in psychedelics because there's this unknown and it's like a weird unknown it's not like i'm traveling to another country it's like i'm traveling to another dimension hmm. you know and a lot of it is very self-reflective maybe all travel all trips all all you know you're just seeing more of you if you will anyway but so um rambles over that's why after ceremony of ayahuasca and all this stuff it's like from my perspective doing mushrooms or anything it needs ceremony behind it it needs some doesn't have to be a whole ritual um with a shaman or everything but what it means with that it needs that respect that you carry towards it like mm. you would clear your weekend or whatever you could a day or two to just be with that oh my god yeah i just remember like being a teenager and taking like six plus grams of like that's way too much just first of all and then having work the next day and still being kind of blasted yeah and And it's like at costco like pushing carts or something and i'm like (laughs) thinking about my life (laughs) and like talking to customers and shit that happened to me i back in the restaurant business when i was a busser i i did a mushroom trip with my buddies that's even worse we did it late too we did it around uh, 11 p.m finished at like 4 a.m 5 a.m and then i had a shift the next day at night so I go there. It's not so bad, but still, you're still vibrating. And you're, but like, at least I wasn't, I didn't have to put a face on. You That's know, I was, was alone. So odd, man. Yeah. I was looking at everyone who's yelling at me and like, okay, go do this. And I'm looking at them and I'm looking, trying to decipher why are they this angry at this very moment? What caused this anger? It was just yeah. breaking. Your feet things. are off the ground a little bit. I was you a little bit time. too observant, you know, I needed that extra day just to, just to um, internalize more. And every, every, Every ritual, every before, during, and after, like we broke down the integration uh, ideas, like it it morphs a little for the person, for the people in the circle, or if you're doing it alone or whatever, if you've done it a few times, like there's some drugs I wouldn't even recommend doing alone, like unless someone is there, like especially salvia or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, Which I'm guilty of. Uh, well, I, you know, <laughs> you're, you're still here, so I guess uh, it's always better to have someone there. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, sometimes it's just a, there's like a vulnerability that you have to accept. And then when you're done, you're like, wow, I needed that person there. Mm. Like you're, you're, you were resisting them being there in the first place, but it was just because like you didn't want to seem weak in front of them or something like that. And then you, it turns out, and that's just one part of the circle. That's just one part of the rituals like you're talking about. Like, like one time I bought some shrooms allegedly all of this is yeah, lies this is by the way yeah stuff. we're all <laughs> none of this is real anytime we took drugs we were not in the country but i i bought some shrooms off a friend of mine and he's a, he he just like i just i'm like yo put it in my hand you know like whatever like it was a drug deal like a, i still had that kind of you know like that the shoulders were up near the ears kind of thing and he just he just sits down and goes you pick it and i'm right about to ask why and he goes i want you to have a relationship with it wow and I just kind of like my whole world stopped because I was like, fuck man, I was like not respecting a part of it. And like, you know, we could get into a lot of aspects of what I just said, but long story short, you know, like I, I, I was 
blindly just like okay give me the thing and then then the trip was more important than anything the the experience like i was already done the experience in my mind and trying to get the benefits or something whereas it's like no man this is like moment on moment happenings and i'm here with a guy who is like providing this for me and i know the guy and he's like honest and cool enough to be like hey man like this is a spiritual journey that you're about to take why don't you like take it from the pile and put it in your bag and like nice. there's this little extra like i did this i chose this and maybe even on some crazy energetic spiritual magical astral level i'm i'm picking the thing i need to pick the right dosage the right molecules or whatever the fuck i don't know but that's, uh, that's nice that starts the the process of conscious decision yeah what am i what am i not doing I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to freak out about like missing a step either, because like you know, chill the fuck out, whatever. It's like even when I go to ceremony now, I bring. I have a specific sweater I wear now. You <laughs> saw it the, from yeah. Thailand. I called it, it your drug rug. Yeah, <laughs> wear it for a ceremony. Why? Because it feels right to me. That's all it is. It's just I. I've added another step of ritual to show to myself that I've. I'm thinking things through, consciously before I enter this space. You know, it's not on an impulse. It's not on rush. There's a lot of thought behind it now. And I also, would, I come in with a specific pillow. Mm-hmm. And this pillow is hilarious because I, when I first ceremony, I went, my mom, I didn't tell her what I was doing. And I went over to the house because she said she had something for me. So I go, I visit and she gave me this pill. She's like, here, don't use the pillows at the hotel. You're going to <laughs> <laughs> use this pillow. I'm like, thanks, mom. And that pillow was like the most necessary item I ever needed during my purge. <laughs> I was puking and squeezing that pillow, but it was like my sense of home. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me about it. And a sense of home is not a word you've used yet, but it's like just mm-hmm. one more layer of bricks to make me understand. Like you, yeah. you had something, maybe not necessarily a person, but something was grounding you. You yes. know, just a little something because you you peek in and out through the veil, depending on whatever substance you took. And it's nice to have something familiar. Yeah, to just be like, just you kind of come to when you're gripping like a childhood pillow or, or anything and that's why I, you know in, in the amazon like the, their tribal ceremonies the the shamans and the facilitators are all wearing like leaves and and skulls and mm. different bones and 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 like they're decorated and i think that's where it's coming from is that over the years and times they've collected things that that bring them more conscious attention to themselves and their mm. journey it's like a little landmarks that reminds me of like an altar it doesn't need to be like a space in the house. It's just like you collecting things that I'm sure on some level you don't want to be totally attached to them, but you you do see an importance to preserving them or to, to just have something in some tactile way, in some physical way. Somehow it gets through the senses and into your brain and it reminds you of something. It's a, It brings you, it's a, it works like a mantra a little bit. It's like a constant yeah. in in an equation, right? It's, yeah. it's it's repetitive. It's always going to be there. Well, the equation's changing, but you have those constants that you can hold on to. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. So for me personally, these days, um, creating ceremony behind those kind of substances are so profound. That's a, that's a nice other overarching thing about all of this is like, don't be afraid. You're not going to do it right. Like I did the rapé for you today, and. I didn't even ask. I knew, like, I, I wanted to say, like, how do you do this? Or, and it's like, just do it. Just do whatever. Like, you've had it done to you a few times. This just is go with the flow. You administering it to me. Yeah, As yeah, opposed yeah. to me just shooting it up my own nose. I'm sure that's a, that's very unceremonious, <laughs> to say the least. But it's, it's um, 
I mean, there's less worry about like, what are you, what are you giving yourself in that moment? I, I think like all of this, it'll just come with experience. Yeah. But sometimes experience is like being dehydrated at the wrong time. Or like, honestly, one time I was on shrooms with some friends, almost got hit by a car. All three of us, like just walked into a street. Okay. We're talking, we're distracted. Like some forethought is really important, but it's forethought. Cause when, once you're in it, you're in it. You're throwing a dart a little bit. You're, you're, you want to stay conscious and stay present, but you're, did you have a safe a space to, uh, to, to go back to it or you were just outdoors? Oh, this was just, we were, we were on the mountain. Okay. We were just walking around. Okay. We were having some fun in the fucking forest and shit. It's, and, uh, it's always nice to have a, a meeting point or somewhere where you can go back to. That's a good thing. That's a good tip. Cause, um, maybe just not get separated at all in the first place, but it's yeah, good to have, but something you guys can, can go back to when things get too overwhelming, or maybe one of you is just can't handle it, needs to go lie down. And then you have a setting where mm-hmm. you're not in the complete wilderness and there's like, what do we do? You yeah. Know? Don't like buddy system, like having a partner, like when you're cops, like it's just the, the idea that shit could go wrong. Hopefully it doesn't, but if it does, you know, you got a lifeguard, you got a, mm. another rock, another, another grounding tool. And all those little things that we wrote down, you know, like what, how did you eat before? If it's shrooms, maybe you should fast like six hours before, um, bring some food. If you're, if you're going to go hiking, bring, bring some nut trail, even though you might feel weird in the stomach because you took some whatever substance, Hmm. all these little things, you know, like you want to make sure we're not alone at any given time for too long, especially in a goddamn forest at night or something like that. And then it's like, okay, our, our, make sure our phones are all charged. We have a group text going on Facebook or something on messenger, like little things like that you know you're it chips away at the anxiety and it's the uncertainties some people might be like you're over preparing and then that bad trips them but it's like look man if you're trying to avoid a bad trip you're not on the trip i'm sorry like i i I hate to say that but i think that's the theme now is like there's discomfort and vulnerability and that leads to questioning and that leads to change and and that's where integration is is needed and possible otherwise you're just going yep this is Mm. this is what i'm used to or this is sometimes you take a some ecstasy with some friends and it's it's got all that vulnerability and stuff but you just feel amazing after i guess it really just depends but still you know you bring water because you're all going to be very thirsty you bring uh i don't know like what else did we write like general self-care beforehand even just planning ahead in general it's going to be different for, sometimes it's a playlist like you i wrote that down because you said it oh, yeah. i wouldn't have thought of it my, my relationship with music is not the same as most people and okay. shit gets stuck in my head and it gets annoying and <laughs> for me a playlist has been very profound usually uh, and it's it all comes back to that story of your mushrooms uh, your guy telling you allegedly to choose your own and then you chose your own. It's like my yeah, play- none of that happened. That was all fake. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's some movie or, or and or it happened in South America. <laughs> yeah. One or the Portugal other. Is, it, is it legal in Portugal? <laughs> I don't know, but I wasn't in this country, so yeah. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so it all comes down to that, and my playlist would be constructed months before, mm. and I would, you're I would, building it sort of. It has an, a lot of unspoken intentions. Yeah, yeah. I ever told you the story about one of my big trips I think I took seven grams oh my god that's too much yeah I, I took between six and eight <laughs> were you dark room were you were you, did oh, you yeah. turn some mechanic oh uh, my god so I didn't fu- do that it's funny you brought up exes because that time specifically I was with my best friend and my ex that's it was a, disturbing it was an interesting uh, dynamic 
So you did everything. You did the you did the heroic dose, like Terrence McKenna would say, five dry grams in a dark room. But you were with two other people. But I fucked off to my room when I was able to. Okay, thank God. Yeah. But I don't know. Is that better? They're like on the other side of the door. Anyway, tell me. <laughs> I'm like having a panic attack just hearing like the top of the story. Dude, it gets worse. <laughs> I had my mm-hmm. whole playlist fucking constructed, man. I had a ayahuasca Icaros, like two hour long that would come at the peak and the, the guiding of... an Icaros is basically the shamanistic song that they sing during ceremony. And it usually the legend is that... Well, not even legend. It's what it is, is that they attain this song mm. during their apprenticeship in becoming a shaman. And over time, they are given this song. That's how they report it. From the plants, like the, the dieta plants. and all that. Oh, I love... And Aubrey Marcus talks about that sometimes. And bro. when he was going through it, I was so interested. And like, it's... Yeah. They, they fast and they only eat one plant. And sometimes mm. they'll, they'll, only, they'll drink ayahuasca for like a month and it's like nourishing them somehow. And it's like... Very intense work. And it's... The song is not even lyrics. There's no words. It's just sounds and rhythm. And it sounds like... And like... It's and very and primal. And it's very, very rhythmic. And mm. there's sometimes they have like uh, the rattle, the rattle sound. They go, and the leaves, and and the out of nowhere they'll just go in the middle of the song, and you're just flowing with it. But in the experience in any psychedelic, it is so profound to have that kind of rhythm because it's a two-hour, whatever long rhythm that is kind of just flowing with you there's no repetition it's just it's this soothing flow so i had that plan in the two like the two hour mark of my my trip mm. the beginning was very pink floydy dark side and then towards the end was very bomb marley happy just chilling it's fucking party time buffalo soldier you know just happy nice. so i go i lie down this is when i fucked off from them i go lie down it's coming on strong bro and i press play and i lie back and i look i planned this this um this playlist for for a few months like i really constructed everything how i wanted it everything perfect like, okay i want this to come at this time and it was like a beautiful six hour piece that i formed nice and i go in and the first song is bob marley i'm like huh what the fuck and i look i can't even figure it out i put it on shuffle it wasn't my iphone it was a little mp3 player and i could not even fiddle with it i'm just oh fuck and that moment was so fucking profound because it was a lesson that I took out of it and it, I laughed at myself I'm like you see you can't prepare or plan for everything you yeah. kind of have to accept what comes and that, I'm like at least that was a it was an easier pill to swallow also it's like I'm sure at the time you were you oh, were like jostled by yeah. it but like, then no, you're no, just no. like oh no no I had all these uh, this whole no, no, like, no, no you know? my plan not my plan I needed that but that yeah. was a deep lesson yeah. and that that small thing here applies to everything it's like a small little like truth punch you know yeah. you take it was that a jab yeah, it was a, it was a nice job. Could have, could, there could be some haymakers, like almost getting hit by a car, <laughs> or getting hit by a car. You don't want to fucking. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> no one needs that. You, you don't need like a Francis Ngannou head uh, uppercut. And you're on shrooms the yeah. whole time. <laughs> so yeah, so that was a lesson that I got of it. It was I laughed at myself, and mm. that's part of acceptance during these experiences. Is that 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 was a tool that I've attained from my my years of psychedelics. If that was my first time, I might have panicked a little bit more. And then you could categorize that as a bad trip. But mm. a bad trip is really your resistance to what's happening and not holding on to acceptance of what's happening and you're kind of fighting it. Yeah. So that's huge to add that in is just knowing that whatever happens, it's all good. You know, and it's going to be fine. You're going to come back to baseline afterwards. Surrendering and acceptance is like tools that you'll attain right off the bat when you take these substances because you realize you're not in the control seat. That's kind of the power of them is that like you're 
in a, in many ways you're safe and in many ways you're just being like like dragged through the mud or like dragged up into the sky and dragged down again and like that you re- you learn a lot about yourself because you 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 want to go back to the clouds and then you're in the mud and then you go oh maybe the mud can be like the clouds and you start having epiphanies and the, and sometimes you're just on a ride and you're in the fucking you're in the washing machine you just you don't know what's going on and you get out and you're you're just like happy to be back and there's some gratitude there and then and there's these these levels of of change that you really you can't even perceive sometimes but they're but you went through something and it mm-hmm. was not easy or not normal and it showed you something it showed you a new part of yourself any new experience will do that for you but if you're like, receptive to it right if you're well that's what that's kind of my point is that like you could definitely get a lot more out of any experience if you're receptive to it but that just kind of comes with time and maybe it might even be individual like to the experience hmm. you know like the first time you go skydiving you know what the fuck's going on the 10th time you're pulling your own string and you're 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 really enjoying the fall for the first yes. time let's say you know and that that might be very similar with with things like ayahuasca or shrooms or lsd 100%. or something but 100%. then it's shrooms might be a bad example even though it does make its rounds but like uh, some of these things just aren't are naturally not party drugs and some of them are you know if you're if you're partying with some friends lsd ecstasy they might be a little more fun yeah that's a big point to make you know you take these substances do you have to put them in a different category box yeah you know it's and you can't trust us you have to just kind of go and see what happens and I mean, like, who's going to go and find LSD and be like, I'm going to take this for the first time. Like, you're just some friends going to be like, bro, you want some drugs? And then you're going to try it out for the first time. And it's going to be at some party and your friends like on uh, like a lot of special K or some weird drug you've never heard of. And he's driving and you're having like a, a re- you're having like a real bad trip or something like, you know, like who knows? Like just uh, ingredients, variables, who the fuck knows? That reminds me of um, I went to a dinner party. I just got my LSD for the first time. I never tried it before. Mm. I'm like, you know what? I'll take a. L- I don't want to drink tonight. I'm not in the mood to drink. I'll go to the dinner party with a little kick of LSD. I'll take a an eighth of a tab or a fourth of a tab. I took it, and I'm on the phone with my buddy. I'm like, I don't feel shit. I was just being impatient. I have experience with it. This is like pretty recent. This I would say three years ago. Mm. And I've had my rounds with the mushrooms and stuff. Never ayahuasca at that point. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just take the whole tab. What's gonna happen? Pop the whole tab. You fool. <laughs> and this is the beautiful example of set and setting. Okay. My set, my mindset was not there. You know, I was just like, fuck, I just want to, just a little kick. Like there's mm-hmm. no intention behind that. My setting was completely off a dinner party with a bunch of people who are sober in a very wild and busy environment. We were at the keg, you know, in the old port. It's yeah. like very, just like very a going and happy. Cacophonous social. <laughs> <laughs> nonsense uh, arena and you're in a vulnerable <laughs> psychedelic state in, uh, apparently the allegedly the dealer was a chemist <laughs> and it's a trusted source so apparently it's a very high grade which mm. I was later to find out uh, long story short I was at dinner and it hit full on and I'm just observing the whole world deconstructing and I'm watching everyone and thank God for my previous experience is that I was able to talk myself through, quote unquote, a bad trip mm-hmm. because I, I still we will get into this in other pockets, but I don't believe in bad trips. And we can we can unpack that bag. I love unpack. I love semantics. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. Yes. So in in senses to understand more, 
it could have been a bad trip. Okay. It could have been really, really fucking dark and scary because I was really not in a mindset to have a conversation with people. Mm. And I'm sitting there and I was almost in a meditation. I was just smiling at everyone observing and they're talking to me and I'm just I was like all I could offer them was presence just listening and nodding yeah. and like yo man good for you good for you fuck keep doing what you're doing you know did what? they know they all thought I came from a yoga class okay <laughs> so no one knew I was on LSD that's another big secret I'm hiding was that better or worse maybe better better but the the little chatter in my mind was like fuck don't, don't look do they know yeah should I tell them yeah. no no they know like <laughs> so the the waiter comes and takes everyone's order and he asked me, what do you want? I'm fucking food is the last thing on my mind. Mm. I ordered tomatoes and bocaccini, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> a side. And they brought me the side of like four tomatoes and cheese. I looked at it. I took one bite. I'm like, delicious. I'm okay. Yeah, I can't. And, and when he was picking up the plates, I handed it back to him. Like, it was amazing. Thank you so much. He's like, look at me like, what the fuck? This plate is full. <laughs> so, but then I had to fuck off because I couldn't take it anymore. But that's a beautiful example of how to do it wrong. Thankfully, I was able to pull through, but that could have went completely south, mm. you know, and I was very, very thankful it didn't because I was able to, to use the mantras I've learned from the, the previous experiences I've had. Yeah, you so. had, um, fuck, man, it kind of makes this this whole talk of integration a little pointless because there there's I'm not pointless, but like there, there's so much to experience. But that's that's what we're getting back to is with the rap. There's no wrong or right way to do it. I guess you could like blow it up your butt. <laughs> see what happens, man. You might get fucking blasted. But oh, it's like it's this whole world is a little bit more trial and error. You know, you take your information from from those around you and what you hear, and you just dive in. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the chart again, hmm. and you know, it's like integration. We broke it into before, during, and after. And in before, it literally one of them is like breaks down into get ready for surrender and acceptance. Mm. Like, it's like, it's kind of not a choice like we were talking about before. Like, that's kind of the benefit of it is it like it crushes your will a little bit and then you have to just go down the stream with a smile. You, could, you may as well smile. You're going, then, you're going <laughs> the same place. And then the next bubble after that is reduce expectations. Nice. Like, that's, I'm glad that's in there because yeah. it's like, fuck the rest of the stuff we're about to say because that's what's important is. It's true there's there's like trust but verify kind of mentality here also which i i definitely value and agree with i feel like i got lucky sometimes i took like some mdma when i was younger i took special k i took uh, lsd it turned out it wasn't lsd shrooms and i just fucking put shit in my nose and smoked shit and ate shit and i didn't know what the fuck was in there and now maybe i got some weird brain stuff (laughs) you know who knows yeah i'm doing all right don't worry fellas (laughs) it it appears so (laughs) It really doesn't actually. If you write, if you put it all down on paper, like if I timeline myself, like stuff just started going downhill when I started smoking weed. But that's again, it's like it's all they're all catalysts, yeah. you know. And if I like, I kept smoking weed. So anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we have like fifteen minutes, We're so good. we covered a lot, and I can like skim through, you know, the before thing, plan ahead, clear your schedule. You know, don't be paranoid, but be a bit of a boy scout. You know, mm-hmm. you can bring a flashlight. You know, don't bring a fucking pocket knife because you think you'll run into a bear. Yeah. Then you're gonna hear, every noise point. you're going to hear, you're going to start bad tripping, you know, but like maybe you need a knife because you're camping or something. And maybe if you're camping, you don't want to take LSD because you might stab your friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not that bad. I mean, Salvia, you might stab yourself. Like Salvia, you're gone, but you're still kind of moving around. You really need that second person. Oh, yeah. 
playlist, all that stuff you said, food also, like bring some food. How did you eat before? Maybe you should fast. It all depends on what you're taking. It's really all the small little details covered yeah. that you don't have to think about during the trip. Exactly. It's a perfect way. Like, like just plan ahead yeah. is like the perfect just like, title to that. Everything, whether it's a fucking comfortable clothes too, you know? Mm. And all that really does come with experience. There's mm. some stuff you can think of because you can kind of treat it like a, like, like we call it a trip for a reason. Think about like you're going camping. Hmm. What's the equivalent of like your tent and your fire starter and nice. your and your what food are you bringing and all that jazz? If you're going outdoors, bring bu- bug repellent because uh, mm. fuck, the last thing you want is to be bitten alive as you're tripping balls. You yeah, know? I've been there, done that. It wasn't fun. Don't confuse it with your mouth spray. <laughs> I've been there. That wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, man. It's, a lot of this is trial and error. We're just trying to simplify it for for the newbie that to jump in, mm-hmm. make their their experience a little easier, but. You know, well, you're going to find your things. Yeah. You know, exactly. you're going to miss something, add something, and you'll make your own list. You know? That's true. A lot that, like, the the during breakdown of integration as opposed to before. Like, before is pretty much saying during is out of your control a little bit. You know, so that we, we did find some things, but it is all before, actually. It's like, you know, remember to breathe, laugh even. Mm. You know, like, the first bubble is trust, surrender, acceptance. Like, you, you you prepared you have intention all that stuff is is the preamble now you're in the conversation and you know you your mantra could help you, you know and what? you have to think beforehand i would love to get on like matthew or someone who's a facilitator yeah. to talk about dealing with someone who has serious trust issues yeah and like these terms we're throwing out like trust accept surrender might not be the case for someone who's been deeply hurt or has deep resistance that trust to them is like the biggest thing. I'm I'm somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not like a horrible case, but like I I can, if I'm unconscious about it, I'm not really trusting. And I feel like those words are uncorruptible in a sense. So for someone to be like, hey, like go into this with trust and acceptance, surrender. Surrender is like a good example actually. Trust and acceptance might not have that flavor, but surrender has a bit of ugh to it. Mm but it's definitely good in the long run. It's just that there's like a speed bump, there's like a hill you climb over and then you can kind of go down the slide, so to speak. I'm curious but it to would see. Be, yeah, to I'd see love what, to ask somebody. What, the, what, the, what their take on it, because they've observed, they've seen it all. So someone with a lot of baggage going into the trip, how, how what, what kind of tools they can use maybe. I mean, when you're in it, you're in it, but yeah. there must be something that can resonate a little bit more with them that a facilitator could offer to help them get over that that hump right the i mean they do a lot of this too Mm. it's not necessarily i think it is related to integration because they're 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 screening people so to speak you know they want to know like what are your expectations here what are your intentions here and what's your background in like a health way in your physical and mental health because I mean like I, I saw this video recently from Graham Hancock and it was like on wordporn.com or something and it was a great speech and at some point he says like th- I'm not saying this stuff is all miracle perfect nice. but like it definitely does and he lists like this this like breaks down separation this makes people more mm. empathetic more sympathetic more virtuous in general like he just starts naming wow. a bunch of powerful like side effects or effects or whatever but he he just opens with this like you know there's always that asshole who thinks he can fly and jumps off like that that stupid trope that everyone says but it's the reality is like you could be on an antidepressant and you take the wrong 
that you take ayahuasca or something and it fucks with you mm. like hard people could die taking the wrong mix of things you have to be smart mm. because you're going into the unknown the personal unknown you there's a whole lot we, we've talked about already but the physical reality of it needs to be addressed just so that there isn't some dumb it's like it's like going somewhere like camping and you didn't bring toilet paper like you're just being naive yeah you know like well that's it even for for ayahuasca for the physical prep is there's usually a dieta a diet that you do beforehand mm-hmm. and that kind of I, think I tried to follow it and it definitely helped yeah because it, it, what it does is it, it's first of all chemically it, it allows the the because um, what's happening is the breakdown of uh, the ayahuasca the DMT can be blocked from all the shit you have in your body right so the dieta kind of cleanses everything out so the system's working a little bit easier and smoother so then when you do take the MAO inhibitor it's not a bad reaction internal you know I my last ceremony I didn't follow the dieta at all mm. and I purged for it <laughs> I assume I've always assumed that's what causes you to to vomit more is like the the MAO inhibitor, like your stomach is literally being turned upside down so yeah. that you can like drink something that normally would just to be in there be turned off by yeah. your stomach chemistry. Hmm. So you're just like flipping your stomach <laughs> chemistry for for hours, days, maybe. You know, it's it's interesting. The first ceremony I went to, I did the dieta for about two weeks prior, and hmm. it was super receptive to the medicine and I still purge like crazy I don't even know what came can't out can't win man ayahuasca yeah, is just gonna give you what you need yeah, motherfucker, I love it's those coming stories out. man like the first time I took it and I did all three drinks and I had some crazy experiences and I was like trying to sit upright the whole time and like have this kind of like austerity in my posture and like and like stay strong and then the second time I'm, I feel like I'm through the ringer like through the runger like the like, like I'm being like you know like when yeah. you rung a fucking I don't know the words Squishy. in English anymore. Like I'm, I'm, I'm through. I'm getting squished. I'm getting yeah. pummeled, and I just go, okay. The first one was enough. Uh, six hours, man. That one <laughs> drink. I didn't need the other two. <laughs> like I, I just went like, oh, okay. Ayahuasca had some something to tell me, and and wow. I couldn't escape at this point, kind of thing. And it was, it was gentler. I feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, this is just personally speaking, but like, I, I just feel like I. I needed to take that decision for, uh, on an ego level to be like, you don't need to, t- to drink these just because you're here. Okay. You know, like you're you're here. You did a lot, you know, pat yourself on the back. Nice. Feel that, like that bravery you feel for, for everyone else. Give that to yourself like we nice. talked about earlier. Yes. And I'm not used to patting myself on the back. So wow. that was nice. That was a nice little it's change like of a, direction. You telling yourself you got you, bro, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like... Um, you, you you did good hmm. like hey kudos bro like be your own like proud dad and just be like hey man fucking nice job which we rarely ever do eh? it's just that like that's we're taught how to talk to ourselves and a lot of people are pissed off and we also remember the bad more easily and all that jazz it's it's a whole thing <laughs> well, yeah. but anyway yeah so long story short ayahuasca will do whatever the fuck it wants to you <laughs> but uh within a boundary i feel very safe taking that stuff again nice i feel very like because shrooms is a download man and if you take three grams or more that dose is pretty universal for humans it's pretty safe to to assume you know Mm. you take one or two grams you'll get a little stimulated you take three or more you're getting visual you're getting the download you go past five you're you're seeing stuff you're gone maybe like you're especially if you're in that dark room and it's silent you are you are talking to things things are talking to you and they're like bro 
let's go and see this part of your life or let's go hey are you thinking about this oh let's go explore that like it's so much more like cogent and it's crazy it's fucking uh downloaded it's perfect there's still that with ayahuasca but it's i find but it's it's more intro introspective whereas mushrooms you're kind of getting information from there's something centered about it yeah exactly shrooms it's like forget about you bro yeah it's all there's just stuff everywhere and i feel like when i'm thinking of me or i try to place myself like ego wise i'm trying to like kind of i get a handle on it it just starts showing me all these examples of ego Hmm. and it's like even that's not fancy you know like you're just you're just oh you're using this tool i'm gonna give you a thousand examples of Hmm. of how that exists in the universe and you're just like (laughs) that's why for mushrooms i i like to be more in a country style setting up north where there's trees and away Mm -hmm. from the busy energy of a city just because i've can't imagine absorbing that energy into that experience might be way too much but it is it is opening very like physically it's very opening and it's nice to microdose with shrooms mm. powerful as fuck I've tried it's incredible because oh. at the the low low dose it gives you that warmth feeling and releases the anxiety and stress at a very subtle level you know there's no visuals it's just very subtle yeah it's it's quite nice it's like flowy and like for someone who feels kind of blocked in the chest you know whatever that means to you like energetically like I'm I feel like it just cannons through and then like there's this emotional flow that I'm really just I I default to that valve is fucking closed and it's rusted you know like yeah heart and that just kind of cracks it open and it is temporary almost I I almost want to say artificial but I'm still going through it I still get to it's like we talked about at the beginning you know like I get put into a new state i get to see that that's possible mm. and when i was younger it's the novelty is worn off now obviously but like experiencing these different drugs these different windows into different states and different perspectives and etc cetera, etc cetera, i feel like i could revisit them like the door was there i just didn't know it was there and mm. then the drug just like throws me through the door and now i know the door's there nice. and and then i have like i can take a shower and feel every drop like like I'm an ecstasy, nice. you know. Or I can I can get kind of loose and drunk like like with alcohol and feel kind of just like really happy for no reason. I feel really warm, hmm. or or uh, just feel a little like attentive in a loose way, like with weed. Uh, special case a bad example. I have no grip on that stuff. It's yeah, it's a tried. but it's like an anesthetic. Okay. And it, it's like it's like if you take enough, you'll get zonked. But it's trippy as fuck. Hmm. It's not just like you're out. <clears throat> is that from the cactus? Is that? I don't know. Ketamine is. Okay. Uh, all I know is that it's used as like an animal tranquilizer. Okay. And now I feel really bad for like cats and horses and shit <laughs> because they are fucking getting shot through a cannon. Well, wow. there's this thing called a K hole. I've experienced it once. There, there's back and forth on what a K hole is because some people just think it's like you taking K, like becoming addicted, sort of. Hmm. I doubt that's even possible. I've met one guy who like binged on K, and I, I don't. He's not human. I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't. It's like it's like if you binged on rape or ayahuasca or something. It's like who, who are you? Yeah. Who, who, who wants that? <laughs> like well, I don't understand. It's, disru- it's destructive. It's, I don't. I, I I really would love to fucking pick that guy's brain, but <laughs> uh, for me, what I experienced was taking a little too much, and then I got. Like I was out of body. I was really out of body, but I was conscious Hmm. and I was like, I was in the eternity swirl, you know, I don't know what else to call it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that's, uh, 
Damn. I have no grip on that fucking. I have no point of reference. Are we done? Are we out? Almost. I only got like two minutes. Anything else we can touch on? I think. Um, oh, the after. We didn't even talk. That's the most important part. Yeah. I wrote some fucking profound shit that we're not going to really be able to dissect much. We you know what? We don't even need to. We can dive into it in the next podcast. Just like. Maybe. Little, yeah. I mean, if you're. They speak for themselves, though. I mean, like. Like, continue the energy was a big one for me. You know, it's like, don't be afraid to feel good. Nice. Don't be afraid to go like, oh, I took a thing and it worked. You know, like, I, my situation's not so serious that, like, an external variable can't help me. Nice. That's big. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, you know, continue the self-care. Go do some yoga. Maybe eat maybe, uh, differently. Maybe something arise that you need to change your diet and just, you know, yeah. pay attention. Because when you're in that vulnerable state, you're more honest to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like the things that you've told yourself in that state is like the purest form of truth that you're giving to yourself. Try to, you will, you won't apply all of it because it's, we're humans. We, we resort back to old patterns and conditioning, but mm-hmm. try to take what, what stood around. Perhaps for me in my first ayahuasca, ayahuasca experience was you need to change your diet right now. Yeah. And when I got back, I cut out red meat. I mm-hmm. went plant-based. I had like minimal protein for four months just to clean out my system. And then I introduced it back in. And that's what was taken from that and it was needed. If I ignored that, I would probably would go back and my the same lesson would reoccur. You didn't listen, you fucker. We're yeah, going to yeah. purge, you know? We're gonna pur- exactly. <laughs> well, for it being my first time and my first time like really integrating this, this like profound experience, I feel like, you know, like let's say for example, let's say like I had the idea to stop smoking weed. I was like, you don't really need this anymore. I'm kind of getting that message. But a clear message was also like, do what you want though. Hmm. You know, and and then just use the this power of of observation that you have now, this like clear space in your mind to see why you're smoking. Nice. So, part of me is thinking, okay, I had the choice now to stop. Maybe I should have, but that would have been a kind of artificial. Whereas now, I've been exploring why is it I'm smoking, what's going hmm. on, and the why that that back that third person view and really kind of being honest i think all of this after integration is honesty actually being honest and i found a profound lesson and and like i said you know it took like two months but i i got thrown back into uh unconsciousness in some ways but i had this tether now where i could I, i just felt safe to explore and i went back to my old ways so quote unquote you know like so to speak uh, not even so to speak I 100% went back <laughs> in my old ways but still able to observe it yeah and nice. and I, I wish there would be just like a more profound and instant change but the truth is I needed to revisit the things that needed changing with this new perspective nice. so there's a there's a really natural delay there it's wow. needed whereas I could just quit and it won't stick because I don't really know why I'm quitting I just think I need to looking into the mechanism behind it yeah and that's all honesty because there's no book. It's you. It's what's going on with you. Nice. I know we're out of time. I don't know what else to bring up. Um, yeah. Solitude, silence, Stay space. safe. Be fucking safe. Yeah. You know, explore it with curiosity, <laughs> but precaution. Don't preach was one you said. Don't Internalize it yeah. before you advertise it. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm. Not everyone's prepared and not everyone's open to this or ready for this. So fuck off. Do your thing shine the work of what the stuff can do for you mm-hmm. by your actions you yeah know, if you did a mushroom chip and all of a sudden you want to start meditating more and you do it and you're a calmer person and better to be around 
show people. Yeah. Be it. Yeah. Don't just say they need this. You know, if they need it, it'll resonate and they'll want it. And that's they're doing you're doing your experience the most service because you're integrating it and you're getting to live that better mm-hmm. life. And now people are seeing it because it's consistent in you. And yes. and someone who's close enough might be like even not close enough, but they just have this like, hey, what why are you like this now? What's going on? And you're like, Oh, you know what? I have a constant meditation practice for the past few months. And you know what? I that was that idea was like born of a mushroom trip. Beautiful. You just blew their mind. Right off the fucking lid. Amazing. Wanna ohm it out? Let's do some loud ones. Let's wake the baby up. Oh, oh.